What up, Jamsters? Here we are, the Suns Jam Session Podcast, coming to you live from the Footprint Arena. Now, I know if you're watching this, the connection might not be the best, and we might kind of fade in and out. Yeah, we're in an arena full of people. If you're listening to this, yeah, it's probably not going to be the best audio you've ever heard from our podcast either. Matthew, we're not sitting at home. But what we are doing is sitting inside the Footprint Center, enjoying the fact that the Phoenix Suns just beat the Toronto Raptors on bright side night, baby. Yeah, what a what a day. What a night. This, this whole thing was really awesome. We just believe in the Suns team tonight. We spent some good money tonight on a great donation, and uh, Suns came through. They made uh, our nights a magical night, I feel like. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. You know, Matthew and I, yeah. we went before the game. We talked with James Jones. We had a Q&A with James Jones. Uh, we asked some questions of him, which we'll discuss a little bit later on the pod. And uh, then we went to our seats, and we enjoyed a fun Suns victory. So we appreciate everyone who's watching along right now. Give us a thumbs up if you're doing so. And, again, if you're listening to this podcast a little bit later tomorrow, sorry about the audio. That's what happens. But you know what? Let's drop that beat, and let's talk about the Suns win over the Toronto Raptors. Sun's victory, especially when you are in the house. And, you know, it's a little loud here, it's a little crazy, but you know what? It's all part of the experience. Which brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask. When you take a look at the Phoenix Suns lineup, going against this Toronto Raptors lineup, which is, let's face it, they're a bunch of wings. I mean, Scotty Barnes starts at the five, and then is guarding Chris Paul the right after the next play. What are your thoughts? What, what, what do you feel about the Suns' chances coming into this one? You know, the length does give them a lot of issues, but I feel like there was one guy, Mikhail Bridges, where I was going to watch him offensively see how he can actually maneuver this offense. He did a good job. And from there, it seemed like it was a little easy. But then coming out of halftime, the the Raptors really showed their length there. They made it difficult on the Suns to get it into the post. I think that was the hardest thing is for the Suns to get it into the post. The way that they can make up on defense around the perimeter area, just like quickly get to those jump shooters, um, that's their strength, man. And right now they're playing a little bit better. Um, their, their roster looks great. And that length is something that the Suns always have issues with. Uh, but I'm interested to hear what you think. I didn't know you're you're dark right now, but there you go. Uh, it's okay. I was putting my second AirPod because it's hard to hear up in this arena. You know, there's yeah. people yeah. are going by us. It's, it's it's a little nuts. But I agree with you. You know, you take a look at the length, and the first thing that you kind of think about when that length occurs is the fact that the the Phoenix Suns should have an advantage on the interior, right? They have they have yeah. when you're going against a team like this that has a lot of length but not a lot of size. The, you think, you know what, we should dominate the interior. And for the majority of this game, and again, I don't have the statistics in front of me like I normally do, but the Phoenix Suns were out-rebounded in this game. And it was it, it could be frustrating at times because it comes down to hustle. And the Toronto Raptors are a pesky team. I, I mentioned this in the, in the preview uh, of the last podcast that we had entering this game. I was kind of worried about what the Toronto Raptors were going to do 
when it comes to hustle plays and how they were going to look on the boards. Yeah. And and that was kind of a continual thing. Now the Phoenix Suns, they, they played them great. You know, they entered, I think, with a nine-point lead at halftime. And ultimately, it was like a 12-0 run for the Raptors to, to start the third quarter that put the Toronto Raptors back in this game. Yeah, it was it was um, it was difficult to see the Raptors actually make a play or make make a run in this game because the Suns start out so hot. Kind of, I was I was thinking like who's the go-to guy with this Raptors team? But a lot of them have just defense led to their offense and rebounding. Um, I think when they got down on the paint, there was actually a time where I'm like, can we ever get the rebound? Because what the Raptors were doing, they were actually just getting so deep into the paint. Any kind of miss, they would grab the rebound put it back in because they were so deep in there. There was always three or four of them in there. And, of course, D.A. has to box out by himself almost all the time. He has yeah. a little bit of help, but it always seemed like when the Raptors get that deep, it was unstoppable. And that was the majority, I feel like, towards the end of the game, maybe after halftime, the Raptors started to really try to get to the rim even more, and it started to work. The Suns couldn't get to the rim. <laughs> so, And they were forcing up difficult shots to turn the ball over too much, trying to force it into D.A. So the length got to the Suns, um, but – they figured out how to make tough shots. That's something that the Suns haven't been able to do really with Booker's absence until Mikhail started to get hot. Now it's like him and Chris Paul, they can get difficult shots. And if you have Aiton on the putback, uh, Aiton with the big rebounds tonight, then, you know, you can finish out games against a team like the Raptors. So what should we do? Should we talk about Bridges first or should we talk about Aiton? Yeah, let's do Bridges. The award. So you take a look at Mikhail Bridges tonight, fantastic game, 29 points, 23 of those in the first half. And he was doing exactly what you were talking about, Matthew. He was making the difficult shots. He was taking and making the difficult shots. And one of the interesting things about the Q&A session that we had with uh, James Jones before the game is people were asking, there's Matthew behind me, for those of you who are watching, you can see what we're doing. We're going to be literally leaving the arena and walking all the way to our cars for this podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, it's podcast history right here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I guess one, I'm that, <laughs> one, one thing that James Jones mentioned is growing up as a basketball player, Mikhail Bridges is somebody who was taught under the tutelage of Jay Wright of Villanova to always take the right shot take the right shot and live with the result. The challenge in the NBA is you are being posed with taking the difficult shot. And that's what Mikhail Bridges had, has had to focus on and has had to start to do if, uh, you know, w- with this new way that the Phoenix Suns are playing basketball. Real quick, K-Ray, just give him a wave. Just, get, just give him a wave, K-Ray. Suns Jam Session Podcast, we love you. There's K-Ray, ladies and gentlemen. So again, that's one of the challenges that Mikhail has had to face is starting to take the difficult shots. Matthew, we saw that tonight. He was taking the difficult shots. Yeah, and I love how uh, James Jones pointed out that, you know, Mikhail's a winner and he'll do anything to win. And he doesn't want to give up bad, he doesn't want to have a bad opportunity on on the offensive end. Like, because we, he was very passive, right? Mikhail, he's passive. DA's passive. But Mikhail's passive because he doesn't actually want to um, waste any kind of possession. So now it's like when you have Coach Monty and James Jones talking about he wants to win, and Coach Monty wants to tell him, uh, keep doing what you're doing. You can see that now. 
And it, it just makes more sense. When you listen to James Jones talk about this team, it's like, oh, it's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, I understand. Uh, you know, that makes sense now because so many fans have so many different kind of theories on this team. But when you talk about Mikhail Bridges really just forcing the ball to the rim, hitting his jump shots, looking like Devin Booker out there at times, it's like he can't do that. He just never wanted to because he always thought maybe there would be a better possession or another, you know, somebody else that would be open at a better spot. But he has, like, the best-looking shot right now for the team. He does. He's hitting those tough shots. Uh, when the, the team needs a back and basket, he's there. And you're right. I think that, you know, Mikhail Bridges, what we're seeing from him is something that I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's going to do nothing but benefit this team when, when Devin Booker gets back. His shot attempts are going to go down, but his confidence shouldn't in, in theory. Right. So if he continues to do and play the way that he has in this game with this team, he's going to be something that is going to be a steal of a contract, which he already is on. And I think that the way that he performed in this game on both ends of the ball and I, and I turned to you at halftime and I said, I said that I go, Matthew, he's got 23 at halftime. We'll be lucky if he gets four more in the second half because that's what always yeah. happens. Right. He, he peters out at halftime. Because the defenses are also all over them. They understand. They go, hey, this is the only offensive threat that the Suns are throwing at us. Let's attack the guy, right? Yeah, but then also, I feel like he's a, he's a quarter guy now. It's like we had Book, we had Chris Paul. Like, you know, they can take over certain times. He took over so early in the point of the game where it was very crucial. And he kind of gave, gave us that lead going into halftime. And he was almost perfect in the first quarter. Um, so that was his, I feel like the last few games, maybe after the halftime at time, like maybe in the fourth quarter when we need somebody, he got more touches. Mm-hmm. So I think really tonight it was kind of different, kind of start out a lot more quick and uh, got this offense going. This, Here's is, a uh, fun... this is fun to try to do this pod. <laughs> trying to I know, like try, trying like to like Blair watch Witch, through people. It's like the Blair Witch Project or something. <laughs> it's like, Matthew's down yeah. here. He's like, I'm so scared right now. I'm so scared. <laughs> Matthew's in the, in, the, in the background somewhere behind me. Uh, here's a fun fact for you, Matthew. You and I have both been present yeah. at the games in which DeAndre Ayton and Mikhail Bridges have scored their most points ever in a quarter. Mikhail had 16 in the first tonight, which is a record for him. And you and I were at the game, I want to say it was against the Mavericks or the or the Nuggets, in which DeAndre Ayton like went ape shit in the second quarter. But we've been present for both of those. Which brings me to Ayton Watch. Yeah. Watch. Again, I don't have the statistics in front of me. I couldn't tell you exactly what DA did. I know it was a double-double. I know that he had some absolutely crucial rebounds at the back end of this game that ultimately won the game for the Phoenix Suns. Matthew, tell me what you saw from our buddy DA. Hey, this is awesome. So, you know, Aiden Watch never stops. We just – we watch him during timeouts. Whoever's performing doesn't matter. I'm watching DA – on that bench, we were watching the whole time, and I didn't know if the Jamsters, if you guys saw how he hit that chair and how he was seemed frustrated. He was, like, fighting his own battles the whole After game. After a foul, so, yeah. Yeah, and it was kind of like the whole first half. It was just kind of like frustration, and I don't know if he's frustrated with himself, with the calls, what, but he just seemed like he was kind of disconnected from the team. I don't know if it's in a bad way or a good way, but this team had to kind of um, pump him up on the sideline. You saw um, Ish, Bismack, they were all just, like, pointing to his chest like come on you can do this but for what reason i don't know what it was so that's what's so interesting is because da usually if you're watching on tv it's like you just see all the court stuff but actually being at the game and seeing him on the sideline that was my favorite part of the game i loved it 
Who is honking at you? <laughs> Tell them to shut the fuck up. at me. Real quick, shout out, to, yeah. shout, shout out to CP3 in the chat. Uh, $69 donation. Uh, I get the Per Palace, a $5 donation. But yeah, massive 69 That's Canadian awesome. dollars Thank from you. CP3. We really appreciate that. You helped pay for two of my beers tonight because uh, they're like 20 bucks a fucking pop. Um, no, you, you bring up a valid point. You know, one, you and I were watching DA because that's what we do, right? And it's yeah. one thing to watch him on TV and to see him brick a, a layup or, or not take up a ball aggressively. The other thing that we were noticing was simply the body language, how the whole team's huddled up together and DA's off like stretching at the free throw line. Or DA, after yeah. he gets called for a foul in the second quarter, goes over and knocks over a chair in frustration. And I think it was just an interesting observation. Now, granted, oh, you're frozen. Great tonight, so I can't complain in that aspect. Uh, but it was just interesting to see him live and in person, and, and just kind of see how you know the whole team comes running out of the tunnel together. And then, like, DA kind of comes out, like, five minutes later and kind of does yeah. his own thing on the court, you know? It's like, if you're simply reading the tea leaves, it's almost as if, you know, James Jones, who went to the uh, to the back with the GM for the Raptors, and forgive me, mm -hmm. I forget his name, uh, but it's like, it's almost like he heard in, during the first quarter that James Jones is thinking about dealing or something. Mm -hmm. He was, like, throwing a tantrum or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there was something really weird going on. Um... And maybe we're really too much in these shots again tonight. But just the way his body language was on the bench and the way he interacted with teammates was just really weird. It's either like this team has to pump him up all game to play really, really hard, or else he's just super frustrated with himself or something on the team, not somebody, but maybe just the situation. And it's like he gets the ball, sometimes he misses it, and then we, of course, give him the ball and then we turn it over. So it's like it's always – just a lot going on with him, but it was fun to watch him on the sideline to see what was going on. Cause I don't know if oh, yeah. the Jams just got to see it on the commercial breaks, even like them, him slapping that chair. That was like, yeah. like, what is he doing it for? I don't know what it's for though. I don't understand it. That's why it's called eight and watch ladies and gentlemen, because you're always watching eight. And now a word yeah. from DraftKings. Hey, NBA fans. It's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today opt-in, and place the same game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you get a free bet back. Bet on them Phoenix Suns to win the championship. They're plus 1,900 right now. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. We back? You keep freezing. Unless I'm freezing. Am I freezing? John! All right, he's frozen. So, yeah, let's talk some more about DA. So, uh, Dead Nibbles does say I'll always be a DA fan. That's totally true. Um, I will always be a DA fan, too. I think the situation is just trying to figure out what's really going on. 
because like the Jake Crowder situation, we really don't know what's going on. So we kind of want to just figure out both sides. It's the same thing with the DA thing. Like we get excited about him when he dunks the ball, like tonight, like he dunked the ball maybe a couple of times. It was so loud in there after he dunked the ball. <laughs> like that makes a difference obviously. But when it comes to actually him and this organization and what the future holds, who knows when we talked about James, when we talked with James Jones, we did bring up the contract situation. Just like, why, why did we wait so long? Like, what is it? And it's just a business. James Jones says it's not anything personal. It's a business with him um, and the organization. They don't want to overpay anybody too much money. And then later down the line to like, Oh shit. Like, why are we giving this guy so much money? It's the same thing with Cameron Johnson, Cameron Johnson. We talked about too, like, Cameron Johnson wasn't offered the extension yet. It's because you just don't know how much money he's going to get. You just don't know how much money he's actually worth right now. Oh, you're back, dude. There you are. I can't hear anything. Can you hear me? Not if you can. I I can hear that. This is what happens when you do a live podcast while walking away from an arena. Yeah. It's Uh, fun, man. It's different. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. It's cool. I can't hear anything. Uh, can you still not hear me? All right. John can't hear us. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop the jam star drop, and then we're going to get out of here. Nod your head, Matthew, if that's okay. Okay. <laughs> this is fucking great. Jam star of the game. It's Mikhail Bridges, right? Mikhail Bridges. Yeah, let's give it to Mikhail. Mikhail was the start, and he also helped us finish the game tonight. John still can't hear. Sorry, dancers. I'm literally just walking around. <laughs> I'm wondering if you can hear me. Nope. Listen, yes, we'll do we this, Jamsters. You. We appreciate you ever so much hanging out with us. We'll be back home on Wednesday to talk about the Suns versus the Hawks game. But until then, thank you for those of you who donated in the Super Chat. Thank you for those of you who hit the thumbs up button. Thank you for those who go to Apple Podcasts and leave us five-star reviews. We truly appreciate it. But, Matthew, I'm assuming you're going to tell everyone to go home and love their family. So do that, nod your head, and we'll sign out. Go home, love your family. (laughs) Take care, dancers.